This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. Truth Seekers, and welcome again to the FBI Basement, the podcast where we are going to watch and review every single episode of the hit 90s sci-fi series, The X-Files. Every episode? Every episode. Including the ones with the peacocks? Oh yeah, those are going to be fun. All right. Oh god, no. Uh, my name is Todd. I am your crackpot conspiracy theorist. My partner in crime or in solving crimes is Shannon. I do not have a medical degree from the University of Maryland. Uh, joining us and our artist friend and an OG member of the X-Files fandom, the Oddite Delight, Marissa. Well, hello there. Uh, from parts unknown, the magnificent Valentine. Heyo! And from parts even more unknown, Vanya. <laughs> Present. Right oh. on. <laughs> Now, today, we'll be reviewing episode three. Wait, is this three? Yep. Yes. Right, we're up to episode three now. This it is only called... feels longer. Right, this episode three called Conduit. Uh, this originally aired on October 1st, 1993. It is written by Alex Ganza and Howard Gordon and was directed by Daniel Sackhelm. And... <laughs> Actually, this is... I'm wrong. This is episode four. What? No! Because we call did... Bullshit. Squeeze was episode three. I'm... I'm uh, we're already off to a great start here. This is oh, the best so episode four. This is, this is definitely episode four. What are you talking about, Todd? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the best episode ever. You guys are backing me up here. Right. So, uh, we have... Uh, before we get started, a little bit of business to take care of. I feel like uh, Valentine wants to tell us all about the Medicinal Mass Network. <gasps> Hey guys, why don't you head on over to www.medicinalmass.com and you can download the instructions on how to make yourself a tinfoil hat to listen to all these episodes for free. Right on. <laughs> we have, uh, on the Medicinal Mass Network, is also the host of The Adventures of Todd and Shannon. Who Those guys are great, aren't they? I don't like them very much. There is Family Against Humanity. There is Masters of Failure. There is the Medicinal Mass Podcast. And now there's the FBI Basement. Isn't that great? Yes. Woo -woo. All right. Uh, now, if you listen to these podcasts and you decide that you want to meet Todd and Shannon in the real world, we have some good news. Hey, guys, we're getting ready to go back on our amazing con trips. Or as we like to call it, the Kanye West tour. No, no, not at all. Cricket sound effect, please. Oh. <laughs> uh, but we will be in Lexington, Kentucky, uh, on the 29th of September and Octo through October 1st at Scarefest. We will be the ones who are not Edward James almost, and we will then be uh, in Louisville. On um, October 6th through the 8th at Imaginarium, and I'll be the one who's just talking. By the, and I think I'm doing a, a panel on podcasting there, too. I cannot confirm nor deny that yet. Right. Well, I'm really looking forward to Scarefest. It's our first horror convention. Oh, oh yeah. 
Yeah, no, we're we're building something for that. I'm building something for that. You're building a monster. Okay. I, I'm building that, Mr. Smile. Yes. Okay. That is an awesome uh, convention. It should be it should be noted that we will be there under the auspices of SC Huff, the author. Uh, author of the Department of the Arcane book series, which you can check out at, at www.schuffwrites.com. Also, we will be at New River Valley Comic Con uh, at the end of October. Right around Halloween. So fun. It is the Halloween convention. Okay. And uh, Marissa, you do art, don't you? Yeah, I, I could teach you how to make one of those uh, foil hats to listen to Medicinal Mass. Can you teach hey, me don't to be make giving one that for away dog? for free. <laughs> well, what? Where would someone go if they wanted to procure your artistic services? There is a www.oddightdelight.tk. It's got a strange spelling, but uh, that's about it for right now. I can't remember the exact Facebook uh, link. And if you find us at convention. Uh, we do have an original Marissa Leterio uh, art print, and I have her uh, stalker information. Uh, oh, oh boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I, I have your cards. Okay. As so, well as all links will be found in this episode's description. Right, Oh, that right. too. Okay. Oh, a little bunny just told us that the Facebook page is OOD Delight Art. Oh, it's ODD. <laughs> It's just a or ODD or ODD delight art. Okay. Are you OD down delight with ODD delight? <laughs> I had a better pun. OD delight. Okay. <laughs> How do you say OD delight? <laughs> Everybody anyway, says it wrong. This is in the '90s. Okay, so we're going to get let's uh, with that business taken care of uh, let's dive into this episode i should also mention that this episode uh i believe aired uh hold on i did the you did all that information yes i didn't tell you what the kind of rating the thing drew but does anyone care about the rating lots of people saw it yeah uh let's see let's see it earned a Nielsen household rating of 6.3 with an 11 share, meaning that in the U.S. 6.3% of television-equipped households and 11% of all households actively watching television were watching this program. So it was seen by about 5.9 million households. Wow. Lots of people saw it. Uh, so this show is getting off to a pretty good start. It's pretty heavily promoted by Fox. Uh, this is... It's not officially listed as part of the myth arc, but it's not yet a Monster of the Week episode. I, I don't know what you could call it, apart from Twin Peaks uh, Geist. Yeah, it's a little bit Twin Peaksy, and and will and that'll bear out when the when I start uh, running through the occurrences. Um, this was uh, the second episode to deal with directly with alien abductions. Uh, though it didn't involve well, abductions for sure, abductions for sure. Yeah, the first, the uh, I mean, Mulder got abducted by the army, but so that it's also the first time aliens are involved that Scully's bath doesn't get interrupted. No, <laughs> the show opens the does the cold open at a campground in Lake Okaboji. 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 
uh, Lake Okaboji National Park in Sioux City, Iowa. Uh, Darlene Morris is at, a, is at a campsite inside her camper, and she witnesses a flash of white light outside her outside the RV. Venturing outside, she finds her young son Kevin, and that it, and whose claims that her their his teenage sister Ruby has vanished. Uh, this was. Oh, and it was it wasn't just a flash too. the whole shaker camp camper shake when she went for the when she went for the um, uh, the door, the door. She burns her hand. Um, she comes out uh, and there's the boy. <laughs> then cut to the opening credits, which we talked about. Oh, right. Uh and I should, I, I kind of, there was one thing I forgot that the, the, the tagline at the end of the credits for the first season, I believe is called is the truth is out there. It's the tagline for a lot of the episodes for a lot of the episodes, but sometimes for different arcs will have that, that line changes. So we'll let you know when that happens. Uh, returning to Washington, FBI direct division chief, Scott Blevins. Remember him? Who? Don't, don't get too used to him. Don't, guys. Uh, no. Scott Blevins, who initially assigned Scully to work with Mulder, is um, uh, giving uh, Scully the riot act because Mulder has been requesting travel expenses to Sioux City based on a tabloid article about Ruby's disappearance. When asked the reason why, Blevins shows Scully the X-File on the disappearance of Mulder's sister, Samantha. Everyone pay attention to this, because it's going to change. Scully goes to Mulder about it, and he explains that Lake Okaboji is the scene of a series of UFO sightings in 1967. Uh, Darlene Morris, who who was a Girl Scout at the time, was one of the witnesses to one of those times. I think that they called these hot spots, right? Yes. Like these were areas that became that amongst uh, ufologists became known for repeated sightings. Did you say ufologist? Ufologists. Ufologist. That's that that's an actual thing. We would just call them <laughs> Giorgio Sukalos, but no. I don't want to tell you it's aliens. <laughs> yeah, have you heard of MUFON yet? What is isn't it? isn't that the uh the community of people who've been abducted that's MUFON? MUFON? <laughs> is that what it's called? I have no idea. I, I know MUFON.org, which was the de- which is the which is has nothing to do, do with, with aliens. aliens. No, M M U F O. Unless unless Democrats are aliens. No, it's the Republicans. Okay, we are rocking along. <laughs> for whatever reason apparently the travel expenses get approved and i don't know exactly how they'd keep letting him do this i do have a question how does he still have a job well he's got <laughs> connections in congress uh <laughs> he's got those slides remember yes by the way uh marissa is correct Mufon the- is yeah oh, wait i know what Mulder's got i know why Mulder keeps getting preferential treatment does he have the P tape? He has the P tape. Yes, the P tape. <laughs> <laughs> this but is the gets, best episode ever. So the next scene, they they are on the way to Iowa and they meet the Morrises and uh, 
Well, during the interview, Mulder notices the young child, Kevin, writing down binary code on a piece of paper as they as he watches static on a near divide television, which the, you said Twin Peaks. I'm thinking Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah, right. no, that is that as not so much an homage to Poltergeist as it was directly stolen from Poltergeist. Yes. Right. <laughs> I think I actually put that in. It's like it's the twins' peakiest episode of Poltergeist. Uh, Mulder <laughs> takes the pa- the page with the code and um, and sen- and sends it for an analysis. Uh, the agents meet with the local sheriff and uh, who tells them that that uh, Ruby was a juvenile delinquent who was probably not so much abducted but ran away. She's a fine, upstanding citizen. No. Uh, this story is She's backed up by th- this story is backed up by a young woman named Tessa, who says that Ruby had gotten pregnant and was planning to run away with her boyfriend. This is where things get a little bit twin peaky here, right? Like who knocked up Ruby? <clears throat> who killed His baby Laura daddy? Palmer? When I was seeing that binary code, I couldn't stop thinking of the Futurama time. Uh... Time dimensional rift code. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Two. It's no such thing as two. Oh, I, I could make some more binary jokes. Did anyone want to hear them? I uh, feel like they're only going to be two dimensional. <laughs> uh, um, the agents are unable to find the boyfriend, Greg Randall, at, at a bar where he works. Uh, the boss at the biker bar, who I believe was the guy who was who made friends with um uh, with John Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport. Yeah. So my question is: Did he lose the ear to the aliens, or did <laughs> or did did he lose it in the Kumite? Did Chong Lee take his ear in the Kumite? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was waiting for the kung fu sounds every time I say Kumite. <laughs> Okay, that's there a good we one. go. <laughs> <laughs> Can we edit that in later? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, you were correct. Well, the analysis of Kevin's code turns out that he it, it turns out to be part of the defense department, and the defense department reacts as you would expect the defense department to. They show up at this guy at this kid's house and completely ransack the place again. Pre-Patriot Act. Pre-Patriot Act. There's no, like, I didn't see a warrant. I didn't see Jack. No one presented a warrant. It was all cut open the, uh, cut open the cushions, look through everything, break, piggy, break, break the, the piggy, piggy bank. bank. They you know, took his porn. Take the Nintendo. It's the federal, it's the federal bureau of taking all your shit. They take all of his stuff and, and they also ransack Mulder's, uh, Mulder's hotel room, I think, to get the document. They do. They do. All Mulder's porn is gone again. Well, uh, Mulder also ex- takes time to examine the roof of the RV, which has been completely cooked. Uh, and he heads, back, he heads up to the lake where uh, agents discover sand turned to glass and a burnt tree line indicating the presence of massive heat sources. And... Upon encountering some uh, local wildlife. <laughs> Those are some of the happiest wolves I've ever seen. Did um, anyone uh, else think that? That those wolves were just so happy. 
their tails were uh, and because they just because they found found a great source of food, which turns out to be uh, Greg Randall's dead body in a shallow grave, and it continues to be Twin Peaks. Uh, they do find a note in his wallet eventually that eventually leads Scully and Mulder to conclude that it was Tessa, what killed him, and who was pregnant with him. Uh, Tessa eventually cracks under that, but denies Ruby being at Lake Okoboji. They return to Morris's house, finding it uh, finding it deserted, but they uh, they discover uh the pa- the floor practically plastered with binary code paper, and when Sc- and only when Scully goes upstairs to to check to check does she look down from the banister and see that the binary code forms an image of Ruby's face. What oh my god, be it's a Salvador is, Dali. Yeah, which should be kind of noted is that's an incredibly Twin Peaksy picture of Ruby. Like it looks kind of like uh Laura Palmer's school pre- uh school picture. But at this uh, point it has to be on purpose. It's on purpose. At, at this point the agent re- agents return to Lake Okaboji <laughs> where they find Darlene and Kevin in the nearby woods. Mulder um uh Saves Kevin from what seems to be a motorcycle gang funeral going on up there. It was the Transylvanians. <laughs> it was the Transylvanians on to on, on their way to on the their un- way to yeah to to Frankenfurter's castle. Okay, yeah. my <laughs> unconventional conventionists. That's us. <laughs> You've glossed over some and things, Sco- but we'll get back to Ruby it. Ruby is discovered nearby. What did I miss? Uh, well the analysis of the binary right because it's not just the defense things it, it's almost as if like it's like a, a clip of music it's some sonnets some sonnets it almost for for a little bit i think that some of those pieces reminded me of the of like the of like clips from the record they put on voyager yeah well that that was the point i was going to make is that everything that they talk about is on the record for Voyager, which you know we Not foolishly the... we foolishly told them exactly how to conquer us. Damn! And uh, are you are you talking Star Trek Voyager? <laughs> no, <laughs> the We're Voyager talking... space probe. I, I was about to clarify. No, I was very confused Voyager. for a moment Peter. there. I was like, what scenes am I am I missing here? <laughs> Do you remember that episode it... of Futurama where the um? The censorship planet like crashes into something and it like censors sex and it becomes like Vagini. Yeah, yeah. That's Viger, right. like yeah. Voyager. <laughs> Viger, yeah, it's it's Viger. Let's just call it Viger. All right, uh, but they find Ruby nearby. Nearby. Um, later, uh, she is seen in a hospital bed and um, uh, was told. She said she was told by an unnamed group not to say anything about what had happened. And uh, her mom also refuses to cooperate any further, given the ridicule she has faced after her experience. Uh, and back in Washington, Scully listens to a tape of hypnotic sessions in which Mulder recalls the night his sister vanished. Mulder, meanwhile... I, I'd, like to, I'd like to talk about her in the hospital bed and not wanting to talk to anyone. Like, it was almost exactly like she got dropped off by a biker gang, and then they threatened her mother that they'd come back and rape her, and then that's exactly why she didn't say anything. That'd be like the, the, the real world explanation for this, right? <laughs> it Tonight seems like the most world, plausible. That's totally what happened. 
Um, Mulder, meanwhile, sits in a church crying as he looks at a picture of his sister. <sighs> this is kind of the way, almost too sappy. Like, I don't know if the sappy is the word for it, almost too sad. End scene. Uh, uh, one, let's acknowledge that David Duchovny can cry. Like, on, uh, on command. But how out of character, I guess later we'll find out, it's incredibly out of character for Mulder to be in a church, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Mulder is not, not a fan of God. And, um... Oddly it, enough, it's sort, of, it's sort of later in the series. Can I talk? Okay. <laughs> can I talk? Thank you. Uh, in fact, actually, at that early point, when they did talk about religion... Uh, Duchovny had said that he was a non-practicing Jew. Mulder is a non-practicing Jew, everybody, according to David Duchovny. Huh. Well, I, I, I think that the that later on they're going to... It sort of like flips the script later on when, when religion does become a factor in the show, whereas Scully is devoutly Catholic and believes in uh, Zombie Carpenter. <laughs> The sort of yeah the the zombie carpenter who said things are yeah yeah who they nailed to a tree and, and et cetera, got et better and uh, Mulder <laughs> believes in aliens but the concept of God just doesn't truck with him so it's kind of a weird well that'll yeah, that'll be something that we discuss much more deeply uh, later it's gonna come up in season two all right um. I think that what the my what I failed to sort of put out through this um, uh, through the background of this is that this piece itself, this this episode is very much a character piece for Mulder. And it does sort of tie uh, the abduction of Samantha a little bit deeper into his character and sort of reveals what kind of motivates him. Yeah, it's the brickwork they need to cement like his that like they 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 forced like they they really show that um i want to believe poster in the next episode like for a long time like like they're definitely tying that in hardcore so it's something you can look back to like he's willing to spend government funds just to go after even the slightest clue of his of his sister right and and even like the picture of Samantha that is found in the X-File is almost, is very similar to the picture of young Ruby that is seen on uh, the Morris's uh, uh, mantle later yep. in the episode. So this is all very, and, and Mulder takes a good long look at that. This takes a, this takes a very big, um, uh, big part of the episode, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, there's also a uh, some weird UFOlogy stuff in there too that they throw in. Okay, uh, Vanya, what do you got for this one? Oh yeah, I liked um, the background story more on Mulder and the sister and the, and how they built uh, that up. Yeah, it it was kind of the character piece Mulder needed at the time. Uh, Marissa, your thought on this? <clears throat> on the entire episode? Or did we finish it? I don't oh, know. Do like, you have anything important? Uh, I just... It, it's, it felt like a necessary episode when, like, there was a time when I, I, I liked it more. 
but it's so much like a mishmash of too many different direct inspirations that it doesn't seem like an original character. It's like they just took all these things, like, how can we explain this? Well, let's watch these couple movies and this TV show. <laughs> like, for me, it's it's kind of a forgettable episode. Parts of the episode are necessary, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I see what you're saying. It's kind of like there's this weird panache of poltergeist and Twin Peaks. And uh, what's kind of fun, though, is that they do really dip into things they don't talk about later with uh, ufology. Um, that, yeah, that, that, that's much like those like like necessary mother- parts. Well, I mean, like, there are stories that they will allegedly, and I say that because I... I don't have proof and I don't want someone out there to be like, but it's true. Um, but allegedly they will abduct mothers and children and daughters specifically, uh-huh. according to alien. Like, like, like the abduct along family lines. Uh, yeah. And specifically if your mother was abducted, there is a chance that her child, if it is female, will also be abducted. Now, was her mother actually abducted or was that just the, or did she just have, have a sighting? If you can't see through the podcast, I just shrugged quizzically at Todd. Okay. <laughs> um, the other thing that they note is that Scully looks at the report and Mulder does some science babble. And that actually was a note from Chris Carter that people who have had extended abductions have the same thing happen to them that astronauts do. And extended uh, zero G. Is that a legit thing with people who have actually des- described themselves as being as a being abducted? Uh, again, we're gonna go with allegedly because I don't have any like refutable hard evidence in front of me, and I'm just going on what Chris Carter said. That would be creepy. <sighs> I've I don't had know that if I have alien abduction else. thing happened to me, but um, it was just sleep par- paralysis. It happens to me quite often. Oh, that actually—I've been through that before. It's weird. <laughs> I had it happen I... in the middle of the day. I passed out in a chair, and then I was able to only open my eyes. And... Also, I have a note here of why the fuck would Mulder bri- uh, bribe anybody with Redskin tickets? Who in the fucking DC would want those? <laughs> in the early 90s, they had just won a Super Bowl. No, it doesn't matter. Nobody in DC likes the Redskins. Oh. No one ever has. Never. You want to go ask my dad? I'm not going to ask your dad about the Redskins. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, I had something else here. Uh, I also I, heard I something about Rob Van Dam. I, I say we rate it and we go to the next one. We go to the yeah. good one. Okay. Yeah, Jersey, um, Jersey whore. Are we Jersey ready for whore. Rating already? <laughs> it's like, you know, um, I had something else. I really did. I thought we it was clever. We edit it in later. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a funny joke. If I goes blank on, my, on, on, on the clever is Clever is something this episode needed badly. Yeah, it seemed like it was kind of running in place, I guess. It was sort of like, you know, there, there wasn't any any steps forward made. There was ba- there was backstory, and that's appreciated, but there wasn't a lot activated. And this is, this is like, you know, the third episode. 
so far that has not had a, a satisfactory conclusion apart from squeeze which was squeeze which was a, the first monster of the week uh these eight episodes around alien abduction and specifically the um uh the uh the myth arc we're gonna get used to you know getting a little tickle, but get, get no. used to the cock tease. That's all right. I'm gonna the say. The only tickle, the only tickle we had this episode was when the Mulder noticed the top of the of the uh, the vehicle that was burnt or whatever. He noticed the soot on it. We didn't really touch yeah, on and that. The but... And the glass that was fused that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, guys. So I mean, guys. those were like the real only supernatural things, other than the fake tattoo we end up seeing in the biker gang. Yeah, that was weird. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, that was weird. And guys, it's downhill from here. <laughs> yep. We've just had the last good episode for a while. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Darling, why don't you give us the why don't you give us the um uh, next week on? <laughs> next week on no, the X-Files. We didn't rate it. We didn't Mulder. rate it. Oh, the ra- oh, shoot. oh, the ratings. Let's do the ratings first. Ratings. Okay. I'm just going to give this one uh uh, one and a half burnt camper tops. Shannon, I'm going to give this art lessons. Okay, Vanya, three unicorns on a squatty potty. Okay, <laughs> Vanya gets five points. <laughs> uh, Marissa, I give this uh two crying molders in a church out of five. And uh, Valentine, I definitely give this one biker gang rape because that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> next on Six Sad World, alien bikers. <laughs> and on the next episode, they're working of the together. FBI basement. <laughs> on the next episode of the FBI basement. <clears throat> Join us next time when Mulder and Scully head up to Atlantic City. To face a monster that is faster than what Flanagan's dog. Nong. Snoochie boochies. Snoogans. Snoogans. <laughs> okay, well, that's about it for the FBI basement. I'm Todd for my distinguished panel tell, saying you good night and the truth is out there. No, it's over there. Oh. Yeah. You can't let me have the last word, can you? Never. Nope. Never. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network.